0: Welcome to the Optimized Mom Podcast, where we explore strategies for trading burnout, overwhelm, and exhaustion for simplicity, efficiency, and joy. Why? Because I want you to have the time and energy to care for yourself, have fun with your family, and share your sparkle with the world. Well, hello there. I am excited to chat with you today about some winter habits that you can employ to help keep you healthy and happy. Uh, I am recording this in January, which is feels sometimes like one of the sad months, you know? <laughs> it's so easy to get winter blahs this time of year, even living as I do in Las Vegas, where it is beautiful and sunny most days and not so cold. Um, it still is really easy to get down. And we're going to talk about some of the reasons why that happens, um, and some of the habits that you can employ to help keep that from happening. Um, but before I even get started, I, I do want to say uh, I acknowledge that life has peaks and valleys, that we go in cycles, that there's a lot to like about having a winter that's a little bit more quiet. Um, that, you know, I don't expect that all of us are going to be happy all the time or any of that sort of thing. But I think um, we can sort of in the winter sometimes just start down sort of a path of sort of wallowing in this like low energy, um, sad kind of an attitude. And, and that's kind of what what I like to try to fight against with these kind of habits. Um <laughs> I was, as I was writing the blog post uh, that, that accompanies this this podcast, um, I was remembering that my mom used to say that more people died in January than, um, than do the rest of the year. And I always just sort of thought, oh, mom, you know, that can't be true. Turns out that in a lot of places in the world, that is indeed true. That if you look at, um, you know, the records that they have for these things, that there are especially in countries that normally have warm weather, um, Spain, Portugal, those sorts of places, um, that when the weather gets cold, there are more people that die. The places where that doesn't happen um, are in the Scandinavian countries in particular. And we know you probably at this uh, point have heard about concepts like hygge, where um, you know we're really stressing the idea of making things cozy and comfortable. Um, in these countries where... They, they make sort of an art out of celebrating the winter. They don't have this kind of accompanying death and depression that a lot of us that live in, in warmer climates or in climates that just have, have big swings seasonally, um, they don't seem to get that in the same way. So what that tells me is that, uh, that we can sort of lean into that idea of celebrating the winter for its own thing, Um, And just also making sure that that we do those things that we know that serve us, that keep our vitality high, that keep our energy high, that keep our spirits up. So let's talk about some things that we can do. Healthy winter habit number one, get more sleep. I'm always talking about getting more sleep. Um, But sleep in the winter, I mean, they just kind of go together. It's at my house right now, it's dark at like 4.30. Um, So it's super easy to turn in a little bit earlier. I mean, the evening seems long. A lot of times we'll look at the clock and it's like, oh man, it's only 6.30, I feel like it's 10 p.m. Take advantage of that. You know, our ancestors that didn't have this light around us and screens and electronics all the time, they would have just gone to bed when it got dark. And in the winter, they probably would get a lot more sleep. Um, use that to your advantage. Most of us need seven to nine hours of sleep per night and know that your sleep efficiency or the time that you're in bed and actually sleeping is probably not a hundred percent. I wear an aura ring now so I can actually see what my sleep efficiency is and and it's pretty decent. I've gotten as high as like 97, 98%, which is pretty decent, Um, but it's still not 100% of the time. So know that you're probably gonna wanna be in bed between eight and 10 hours every night if you wanna get this seven to nine hours of sleep. If that sounds like a lot, start small. You don't have to get to eight or 10 hours in bed right away. Go to bed 15 minutes earlier tonight. Try a little bit earlier again tomorrow. Um, and, and you can take this time away. I think a lot of the time, you know, we, we get excited that we've got the evening and the evening is our time. And, and we use that time, you know, to look at TikTok or watch a show together. And, and yes, we need to have time for leisure. Um, but just ask yourself, you know, is this the the very best thing you could be doing with your time? If what you really want is to connect with your spouse could you spend a little bit less time, but then, than it would take to say watch an episode of a show, but really talk to each other, really connect, or play a card game, or rub each other's feet, or you know whatever, but but to really connect there, you know, if um, what you really need is to disconnect and relax, maybe it would be nicer to to go to bed a little bit earlier and and to really refresh yourself. So um, and, and I have to of course give the disclaimer. That if you're one of those people that is currently in the season of life where you've got um, babies and toddlers that are keeping you up, do the best you can. Um, but do consider that maybe you'd be better served going to bed when they go to bed. Um, as as crazy as it feels sometimes, um, I will tell you my my ideal bedtime is um, according to my aura ring is between eight thirty and uh, nine thirty, and most nights um especially when my husband is out of town i'm in my bed by like 8 45 reading a book and asleep not that long after and boy since i have changed from where i used to go to bed 10 11 o'clock at night i feel so much more rested and refreshed now so winter habit number two eat your winter fruits and veggies (laughs) We tend to think, okay, so 90% of us aren't eating enough, 90% of Americans um, don't eat enough veggies. So, like sleeping, you're probably you've probably got some room for improvement. We tend to think of spring and summer as, you know, the season when you're eating salads and you're you're getting all the, the fresh fruits of the harvest, but there's tons of things that are in season this time of year too. So you can look for citrus, avocado, cabbage, butternut squash, carrots, sweet potatoes, leeks, Brussels sprouts, all those things are in season. Now experiment with some soups and stews, roast your veggies in the oven, that helps warm up the house. Um put some candles on the table, and really enjoy this stuff. Um, you know, these vegetables can be your comfort food um, in the same way that something like a pasta or a big heavy um, casserole or, you know, pana brownies <laughs> or that kind of thing could be. The veggies can be, be comfort food too. So make sure you're getting a lot of those into your diet. Um, number three, stay active. Um, In the winter, for sure, it is tempting to just plop yourself on the couch. I actually did this yesterday. We had (laughs) one of our rare rainy days here in uh, Las Vegas, and it was raining like kind of sideways. It was super windy, too. And so the boys and I had been out at the park, and we came home, and just all three of us got under a blanket, and were reading books, and snuggled up. And you know, as, a, as an occasional thing, that's super great. Even as a daily thing for a few minutes, that's super great. Um, but it's tempting in the winter to kind of make that your only activity, to hibernate. Um, I recently heard the phrase, sitting is the new smoking, which sounds kind of silly, but it really is true. It turns out that staying really sedentary is terrible for your health and not just your physical health. Um, it's, it's, it's bad for your mental health. Um, I heard someone also say recently that, um, we need to think about exercise as a well-being tool rather than a weight loss tool. And, um, yeah, it's important. This really does powerful things for our moods. Um, we, you know, we tend to think of exercise as having to be super intense, like lifting weights and doing high intensity interval training and all that. And that stuff is great, but whether or not you are there yet, if you are, even if you are, um, walking is just fantastic for you. Um, there's a great book out there called the joy of movement written by lady by the name of Kelly McGonigal. And she shares this whole, um, this information about the fact that there were experiments that they did um, both in the U S and the UK, where they, they forced moderately active adults to become sedentary for a while. And they basically just fell apart. They said if you replaced your physical activity with sedentary activity for two weeks, you started to become anxious, tired, and hostile. And it says when adults are randomly assigned to reduce their daily step count, 88% of them become depressed. 88%. That, that, that's staggering to me just from walking. And They said within a week of becoming more sedentary, they reported a 31% decline in life satisfaction. And it says the average daily step count required to induce feelings of anxiety and depression and decrease satisfaction with life is 5,649. Typical American takes 4,774 steps a day. And across the globe, the average is 4,961. So what that means is, If we're taking fewer than 5,649 steps a day, there's a good chance that we are feeling anxious, depressed, and not too satisfied with life. Um, And as of right now, the average person that you ask is taking fewer than that. I would venture a guess, especially in the winter when it's not as nice to be out and walking. So this is a hugely powerful thing that we can do. You know, just as basic self-care, get out, get your 5,649 steps a day, um, get your sleep, get your veggies, and then check in with how you feel. Yes, there are going to be those of us that need a little bit more help that, um, you know, would benefit from getting with a doctor and looking for pharmaceutical interventions and things like that. But these were people who were not complaining of any sort of depression or anxiety or, problems with life satisfaction before. All that changed was that they sat instead of walking. That's huge. Um, Winter healthy habit number four, get outside. This will supercharge the benefits of that walk. Um, It's recommended that we spend 120 minutes at a minimum each week outdoors. Um, That's associated with better health. And that's less than 20 minutes a day. So bundle up Bundle up your kids, take a walk around the block, play in the snow, get outside. Not only does this help you knock out your exercise component, but you're also getting exposed to sunlight, which does powerful things for your circadian rhythms, um, and again, for your mood and your vitality. Um, Unfortunately, one of the things that you can't get as much of from the sun in the winter is vitamin D. So the next thing on the list is to consider supplementing vitamin D. That would be something of course to talk with your doctor about, but um, our bodies a lot of times can manufacture their own vitamin D from contact with the sun, but obviously in the winter with more of your body being covered up, you're not going to be producing as much of that as you can. And some studies have speculated that one of the reasons that we get more depressed in the winter is because we don't have enough vitamin D. Number six, drink enough water. In the summer when you're hot and you're sweating a lot, we think more about drinking enough water, but winter air is dry and your body needs a tremendous amount of fluid to function well. Um, So get that fluid in. We as a family recently bought one of those electric kettles that boils water in like a few seconds. And so we've been drinking a ton of tea, however you get it in, um, do continue to hydrate throughout the winter. Um, Number seven, you're also going to want to humidify your air. Um, It's not just to, uh, to get the water inside your body, we want the water in the air as well. Um, When the air is more humid, it helps keep your skin from drying up, it reduces your risk of transmitting viruses, and it helps keep your sinuses healthy. So important things to do there. You also might want to consider purifying your air while you're at it. Um, Once we're closed up, we don't ever have the windows open. We're not going in and out as much. It's it's nice to have an air purifier to kind of um, keep out those nasties. Number eight, consider practicing mindfulness, and meditating. Um, If you don't already have a practice with this, winter is as good a time as any to start. Um, We tend to associate mindfulness just with meditation. Uh, Meditation is absolutely wonderful and worth your time. True mindfulness, though, simply means inhabiting the present moment. We live in a culture right now that is just overloaded with distractions. Um, this, so it, it's tough. It's tough to be mindful. It's tough to just sit and focus on one thing. You are not the only person that is dealing with that. We all are. Um, so start small. When you're talking with your child, experiment with giving him your full attention. You know, I'm embarrassed to say this. This is one thing that I, I, I will have to say sometimes to myself, like, put that down. Look at <laughs> look at your son who is talking, um, because it is just like you know. Hey, look over there at that thing. Um, really focus on the person that you're talking to. When you're washing the dishes, pay attention to the way the water feels. Look at the suds and how they kind of catch the light. Sometimes you know there's just all these little delights in these um, in these mundane things that we do all the time. When you're eating focus on on the smell of your food the flavor the texture of the bites that you're taking that is a great start to just practicing being more mindful and as you start to add in these mindful moments you get loads of benefits from this stuff you know the, with with meditation and stuff we've done a ton of studies uh, with things like, you know, if you meditate for 15 minutes during the day, you get that 15 minutes back with more sleep at night and, and things like that. Um, but what we do notice as you start to do this these mindful practices, whether you're actually meditating, quote unquote or not, the days get less stressful. You sleep better, things just seem calmer and your attention span gets better, all these sorts of things, just from paying attention a little bit more closely. Next, we've got declutter. <laughs> if, you've, if you've followed me for any length of time, you know I think every season is a great time to declutter, but certainly when you're in your house more, when you're settled in, um, we want to make it as cozy and comfortable as possible, right? Um, and, and I don't know about you, but for me, it's a lot easier to relax in a clutter-free home. So as you're in your home, set a timer. This is, this is the advice I always give. I sound like a broken record. But when something is bugging you, set a timer for 10 minutes and go tackle it. Little bitty tiny bits, one shelf, one drawer, one little corner of the room. Don't make it overwhelming. And set the timer to overcome your brain's resistance of the task. Because anytime you're saying you have to, to do something that your brain feels like is a huge project, it's not even going to want to start. But if you can tell yourself, I only have to do this for 10 minutes, it's going to be so much easier to get through it. And if you repeat those little 10 minute chunks, you know, one a day, one every couple days, maybe a couple on one day. If you're feeling crazy, you will get through the clutter and the, um, the overwhelm. Great project for the winter while you're home more. Number 10, Start writing in a journal. I think uh, the winter sort of naturally lends itself toward introspection. Journaling is a wonderful way to do that. So set a regular time to get your thoughts on paper. I personally uh, try to write a few minutes every morning as part of my morning routine, but there's no wrong way to do it. When you're starting out, um, sometimes you feel like, well, what would I write about? There are plenty of journals that will give you prompts. Uh, I use an app called Day One, and Day One Every Day has a little suggested prompt. I don't always use it, but sometimes I do if it if it sounds interesting. Um, you also might try a technique um, that was popularized by the uh, author Julia Cameron in her book, uh, The Artist's Way. She calls her uh, journaling morning pages, and she advocates writing three um, pages of longhand writing, just sort of stream of consciousness every morning to get out all of that stuff that is lurking there. This is a great time, you know, if you're just feeling sort of meh, then <laughs> you kind of, that that's a technical term for it, by the way, <laughs> if you're feeling sort of off and you don't know why. Um, sometimes just writing and writing and writing will just unearth something, you know, that you were annoyed about or afraid about or, um, you know, it's something that was just bugging you that, that you almost had kind of forgotten that was there. You kind of pushed down. Um, journaling is a great way to get that out. Number 11, choose a new hobby. Winter is a great time to take up a new hobby. Um, knitting, of course, it would be a natural cozy choice, but there are literally dozens and dozens of options that you can choose from. Um, You might want to do something creative, like jewelry making that you can do alone where you're all snuggled up. You might choose a new active outdoor hobby like cross-country skiing or something if you live someplace where it actually snows. Um, Or you might decide to choose something that's like social, um, like ballroom dancing, and go meet other people. Um, I love to think of what's missing in your life. What would you like a little more of? And then look for a hobby that will help you Cultivate more of that. Number 12, make sure you are planning things to look forward to. One of the reasons that I think January starts to feel kind of tough is that we've been through this this wonderful fall and winter of like one holiday after another. And then we hit January and it's like, oh, summer seems so far off. Spring break seems so far off. Um, Easter, you know, just anything that, you know, you look for, there, there just isn't a lot. There's Groundhog Day. There's that. And in my family, we have a birthday in January and a big birthday in February, so um, we've at least got those. But if you don't naturally have anything that to look forward to, then it's time to get busy. Plan something. Plan big things like vacations and plan small ones like a trip to your favorite bookstore or coffee shop. Um, plan little treats for yourself once a week or so put books on hold at the library (laughs) that you want to read. I mean, this doesn't have to be huge, but if you feel like you have nothing to look forward to, then that just means you've got work to do. Um, I plan a little, uh, kind of outing for myself once a week and I really like it this week. I just went to the farmer's market and walked around. I bought a plant. And I tried kava for the first time. Um, somebody was selling it and, you know, just talked to the people that were selling things and sampled their hand creams and sniffed the candles and all that, you know, it it wasn't expensive. It wasn't time consuming and it was fun. And so look for things like that, that you can put on the schedule for yourself to go and enjoy number 13, connect with loved ones. So the holidays have passed. You know, those, those chances to get together that we look forward to, um, that are sort of automatically on the the calendar for us sometimes are done, but that doesn't mean that you have to be done connecting, look for small ways to connect with the people that you love. Obviously we text, we FaceTime, those kind of things, but you can even get more creative. You could play online Scrabble with your brother. You could send handwritten letters back and forth with your best friend. Um, you could meet for a digital happy hour with your coworkers. If everybody's still working from home, you know, look for these ways to connect with people even better look for ways that you could combine some of the things that we've already talked about with social time. So if you're meeting your sister for a morning ice skating date, you are knocking out a hobby, you're knocking out exercise, you're knocking out time outdoors. You're getting timed with a love, time with a loved one, and, and that sort of stacking of this kind of stuff is like the smartest type of multitasking. This is where you can really make the most of your time and supercharge that, that little bit of energy and that little bit of time for fun that you feel like you have. Um, man, you can supercharge it and knock out so many things at once and really, really help your well-being. And the last thing I have on my list is Volunteering. Now, we tend to think about volunteering as being for others, and there are lots of selfless reasons obviously to volunteer, but you might not have considered how volunteering can help your own mental and physical health. It's a great way to meet and connect with new people who share your values. Um, It can remind you of your own good fortune. It gives you a chance to use your gifts in service to the world, and all of this goodness can't help but make you feel happier. There was a study back in 2020 that found that volunteering increased participants' happiness over time, which, you know, is pretty cool. It's also really good for your physical health. Believe it or not, volunteering has been linked to um, individuals who live longer. And a 2013 study at Carnegie Mellon University showed that volunteering for 200 hours a year decreased participants' risk of developing hypertension, which is high blood pressure, by 40%, 40%. I mean, if there was a pill that you could take that um, decreased your risk of high blood pressure by 40%, I think a lot of people would be taking it. So there you go. 14 things that you can do. It's a long list. So I don't think I'm going to go back and read it. (laughs) Sometimes I, I summarize that stuff with a big list, but, uh, I think I won't this time, but 14 things that you can do to help keep you happy and healthy this winter, even in January when it's kind of gray and blah. Remember, you don't have to limit these things to the winter months. You can do them year round. But I think during these seasons where naturally everything kind of comes in and everything is quieter and, you know, we, we go inward a little bit. Yes. We want that time. We want those cycles, But we also want to be sure that we're still feeding those parts of us that need it, that we're still actively trying to cultivate healthiness and happiness, um, as much as we can, knowing that we're not going to be toxically positive and all those, those sorts of things. Um, we don't need to get crazy about this stuff, but being proactive about this, doing things like going out for a walk in the sunshine really, really can have enormous changes in the way that you feel both physically and mentally. So I urge you to get out there and do it. Um, At the end of my podcast and my blog posts, I always like to have a do it now. Look at this list. See what speaks to you. Choose something from this list that you're not currently putting into practice that you would like to kind of hone in on then start with a teeny tiny version of the habit. You know, if it's something like, I don't know, decluttering, for instance, as I said, set your decluttering time as 10 minutes, make it something so small that your brain is not going to be able to talk you out of it. Maybe 10 minutes is too much. Maybe you need to say five or one, Um, but make it small. Then decide how you're going to anchor this new habit, this new thing that you're going to do seamlessly into your day or your week. So you might say every day after lunch, I will walk around the block for one minute. That's going to be something then that you'll be able to easily remember and something that it's going to be kind of hard to talk yourself out of. Because even if it's gross outside, I can walk for one minute. Then you're gonna celebrate yourself whenever you do this habit. This helps to train your brain to want to do it more. So you might give yourself a high five in the mirror. You might say to yourself, that's like me. Um, Or you might drop a quarter in a jar that you're using to save for something cool. Think of some creative ideas here for giving yourself little tiny rewards. This is gonna make your brain associate the act of walking around the block for one minute or decluttering for one minute with um, something that you like to do, something that feels good and you will keep it up. And once that habit that you've established starts to feel solid, then you can move on to the next one on your list. And imagine if you get to the end of the winter And you're rocking all these new things you found new hobbies that you enjoy you're connecting with people um, on a regular basis you're drinking your water you're getting your steps um i i think that that really makes the winter into something different it's not just this period of, of coming inside and hiding away and you know waiting for spring but it's a time when you can be feeding yourself too if you want more help with habit change I have a really quick course called Hack Your Habits. And it actually can be delivered right to your podcast app, right to, you know, you can listen to it the way you're listening right now. It's got some really, really short lessons available either on video or via podcast um, and a fun little uh, workbook that comes with it that helps you install habits and delete other habits that that maybe you want to get rid of. Um, we've got formulas to do it that make it easy. So if that sounds interesting to you at all, I'm going to link it here in the uh, show notes. I'll also link the blog post in case you would like to see the list of all of these out and uh, reference any of the studies that I talked about today. And in the meantime, I hope you are not suffering too much from the winter blas And uh, I hope that these healthy winter habits will help you to have a nice uh, a nice winter. I know I'm planning to use them for myself. Talk to you soon.